<clears throat> Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus right now. And we wait upon you and we ask that you bend our hearts. You're real, you're alive, you're a very present help in times and every time in our lives. So we call on you right now. We thank you for assembling together right now. We thank you that you bend our hearts, subdue our souls, that we have ears to hear you, eyes to see you, and a heart to be captured by you. And we thank you and we welcome you, Holy Spirit, your presence, the spirit of realization and reality. We ask that you begin to break open the bread for us and, and give us the, the wine and the bread that nourishes us, that helps change us. We're here for this time with you. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. I want you to write down uh, wisdom, right? And I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 3, and that's what we want to do. And I want you to know that wisdom is making the difference in a lot of things. And there's a scripture in Matthew, and it says uh, the Lord's going to use wise men, prophets, and scribes, right? Does it say it with me? Wise men, prophets, and scribes, right? It's not like the religious thing, but wisdom matters right now. Yeah. Wisdom has like science, it has math, and of course it has intuition, it has God's realness, right? Yes. So wisdom is what we're going to use, and wisdom is going to build us, and wisdom is going to make us strong and stand in these kind of situations in life, mm -hmm. and cause us to discern. So I want you to write down in your notes, in the flow, and adaptation, right? Because that's how we're living with God. So with the Lord in presence, in realness, we have His life within us, and there's going to be ebbs and flows, there's going to be like water, you flow with water and there's gonna be times of adaptations. So what I want you to do is in your daily walk, like say you're in a, in a, a situation, a battle, uh, it's intensities and, and things are going on. So in that, you're gonna live in insight, put down insight. That means you're living right in the now, you're using your vision, you're using the best that you could see, the best you could hear in the moment to put out the fires, to make it through, to go continue. That's insight right? right that's a lot of activity that's when you're in a situation like maybe you were in or that a couple months ago that's you use insight from god the wisdom of insight for that situation right. that means you got to look and, and you depend on him sense him walk in his ways right yeah. but then there's times when when you're you're not doing insight there's there's days of calm mm -hmm. there's days of like quietness there's days of, of it almost feels like nothingness right, right? and that's when you want to go back to, to hindsight, okay? Because the whole thing, and go to Ephesians 4.20 as I'm talking, is to learn Christ. And it's the whole thing with learning Him, right? Mm -hmm. And I looked up the word learned, and it has the, the word like math in it. And I was so surprised. It's, it's uh, go to Ephesians 4.20. And it's like, it's okay, it says to learn Christ. If you want to read it, so you don't have to, but if you want to read it, it says, as we've learned him, right? And the word in the Greek is E-M-A-T-H-E-T-E -E, in the Greek. And it has the root of math, right? So when we're talking about wisdom, we're talking about intuition. Say intuition. Intuition. That's inner life, inner light, inner truth, mm -hmm. reality. That's intuition. But after that, then we, you know, the list of tests is science, right? Mm -hmm. And then math. And wisdom is going to speak to all of those. It'll pass the licit test of all of those. Religion will not. Religion's dummy down. It's more ignorant. That's why Paul, when he comes to the religious churches, he said, don't be ignorant of spiritual matters, right? Because right? spiritual matters matter. And spiritual matters aren't weird. They're sound and they're established, right? Yeah. So he, he uses that term, math. It's called, I don't know how you pronounce it in the Greek, but it's mathe. That means Greek math. Hmm. And it denotes in every Greek definition an experience. So when you're in the seasons in your life and you're walking in conflict 
and you're walking under attack or you're walking to overcome, you're using insight. Mm-hmm. And you can count on God speaking minute by minute, moment by moment, directing, navigating you, bending you mm-hmm. to, unto victory. That's how he does. But when there's nothing going on, you go into adapting. To say adapting. Adapting. And, and adaptation is like altering. You make changes in your life, you put on different clothing. Yeah. That's why he says, hey, I'm going to give you a new wine skin and I'm going to put new wine in it. You went through the season of intensities and now it's a season of changing. So there's, that means adaptation. So if there's nothing going on, I'm not going to chase my tail. Right. Paul said, don't buffet the air. Don't be looking for a demon. Don't be chasing your tail. Don't go for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Adaptation. So in the moment, in adaptation, when I have nothing happening, no fight, no conflict, I go back to hindsight. Yeah. So I look back on where did I lose ground? I'm learning. Put down learning. I go back to hindsight. What was my why? What was the reasoning behind that situation? And where did I lose ground? And where did I learn Christ and gain ground? I go back and look into it. I don't go back to dwell on it. And I write that down. Don't go back to dwell on it. You know, you got out of it. It doesn't matter how you got into it. What matters is how the Lord got you out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But so you look back into it to learn it. So you take that time. It's quiet. So in your notes, you're always writing hindsight, insight, foresight. Hindsight, insight, foresight. So right now, when it's close, adaptation. Relax, right? No yeah. panic. Just go back and go, where I gained ground? Where did I lose ground? Um, learning, yeah. right? Put down learning. And it's that word math. I can do the math, right? I mean, I remember when I first was going through some tough situations and, uh, and some decisions I made premature and some I didn't do right and some I did wrong. But when I went back to learn it, it was nothing like religion taught it. Nothing at all. Yeah. It wasn't the Lord. They taught the Lord this way. They, they were talking about wrath and this is his judgment and his wrath. And I said, do the wrath math. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. He's not that way. Jesus bore all the wrath. That's not happening. That's your theology. That's your wrong mindset. That's your religious ideology. But that's not the happenings of Jesus. That's, right. that's not the eternal life that I'm experiencing. That's, right. that's not the mercy and the loving kindness that I'm realizing. That's right. So it's nothing like that, right? Yeah. So when you go back to hindsight, that word math, learning, do the math. Yeah. This plus this did not equal that. So then I settle that. Never again will I listen to the voice of religion mm-hmm. in that area. I settle it. That's not God at all. Everything with the Lord, no matter how you got there, He's always going to get you out of there. Yeah, there's consequences, but that's not the issue. He uses the everything. He uses the all things, and He uses the every situation. That's right. And so we always are learning Him, right? The math. Mm -hmm. So it's not this nebulous, always an intangible, and, oh, you know, well, this, we don't know. No, we know. These Mm -hmm. things are written that we might know, Mm -hmm. that we might learn, Mm -hmm. and conclude, put conclude. Conclude. Because once you've been through it, and you look back into it, and you've learned it, you settle that. That's never going to be the voice of God. Yep. My sheep hear his voice. The voice of a stranger, they won't follow. Religion lied, right? It's dummy down. It's, it's a counterfeit of the real Jesus. That's right. Right? It's not who he is. It never was who he was. That's right. Yet every time you're dealing with religion, you're dealing with Phariseeism, the letter of the law. And, and Paul says, don't look at that letter. It kills people. Mm-hmm. And Paul was, was born in religion. He said he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was a studier under the theology college of Galil, the highest guy. And he was killing Christians in the name of the law. Darkness, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same with the, like the Taliban people. They're dummied down. It's ignorance. It's the letter of the law, the Sharia law, the Quran law. All that is killing people. Mm-hmm. No matter what form of religion, it's the letter and death. 
right? If you have religion in your head, it's going to try to destroy your life. That's right. In the name of God, but not God at all. Exactly. Make sense? Yes. Yeah. So go back. So go. I want you to put hindsight. That's when you're adapting. That's when you're going back and learning. In Ephesians 4, 20. Learning Christ. Math, math, eto, math something. Learning him. Learning the experience of him in that. Learning your whys in the situation. Why was I there and why? What was my why? What was my intent? I mean, a lot of times decisions you make could be out of anger. I, I, I measure my own heart. I made decisions out of anger. Uh, that's still an emotion. It's not solid. You can make a decision out of hurt. You know, you can make a decision out of unforgiveness, whatever the emotion is. Go back and say that. That didn't direct me properly. That decision was off, right? So now all truth parallel on insight, on hindsight. Look back. Now you use that, use that nationally as well, right? Use that nationally. Like, so let's look at it nationally. Uh, when you deal with leadership, right? Put down leadership. So here we are. Here we are with decisions. You look back nationally and you look at what well, use hindsight right now because the learning and the math proves, right? So we got like uh, leadership and politics, right? Put a distinction between leadership and politics. Use the measuring rod and the wisdom of God for the national as well as your individual. So we have uh, uh, politics. So if you put a line on it, politics is prejudice. Politics votes red or white, right? They, they, they vote politicians. They vote politics, not leadership, right? right? The Lord doesn't do prejudice. He doesn't care about colors, right? Mm -hmm. Not black nor white. So when people are voting prejudice, they're voting their why was probably anger, frustration. But now you look at it, is it leadership and politics? Well, you've got a, a leader that was voted there wrongly, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any, he can't, he got the position without the substance. Right. Well, wisdom proves that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, okay, so what was my why? So if I'm learning politics and leadership, I go back and go like, no, that was wrong. Why did I do that? I voted that way out of prejudice. Mm -hmm. It was my political party. I voted out of, of a hate for another person. So I wanted that person right. instead of leadership. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And we do that with our own lives, but we could do that nationally so that we go back to hindsight and learning is the math, right? The word math, do the math. So if you've got somebody in there with the concept of Samuel, give us the king. We don't want anything. We just want our political party. And then they get what they want. Then they get what they want. And then they have bad leadership, right? Yeah. And it's, I've seen that through politics. I've seen that through religious world. They used to tell me, well, this guy, it's a, what I told you before. What's the, the you owe it to me thing? Um, you owe me. What is that thing? That, uh, oh, the... There's a leadership, you know, it's like, uh, you owe me. It's like the, ah, poop. No one's helping me. Here we go. Entitlement. Yes. It's the entitlement mentality. And some of those people believe that I'm entitled. And you write down your notes in your own life or anytime don't have entitlement. And these guys have entitlement. Whenever you get entitlement, you end up with a tyrant, whether it's in your marriage or it's in a, in a, in a church world or it's in a political world. Entitlement produces that mentality of a tyrant. I've done my dues. Uh, it, it, it produces that mindset. Yeah. You owe me. I, I do whatever I want. It doesn't matter. I've earned it. I've been in this for years. I've been a 
full-on politician but never really a leader and they owe me i can make every decision i want because i live in the bubble of fantasy of politics mm -hmm. it's the same thing with religion i i went to school i went to bible school i went to theology school and i sat here because i was a horrible leader anyway but then one day i got a chance i'm entitled to it yeah. by seniority and that's it so when you get those kind of leaderships you get two reasons a hireling they're there for the shade and the wage that's it. That's one of them, right? Mm -hmm. And the other's entitled. I want to be a tyrant. I want to be a certain leader. So we look back in hindsight and we learn from it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the mentality of what's happening. So write that down in hindsight, okay? Let me look where I was going to go with it. So let's go back to, uh, let's go back to Isaiah chapter 10. So, go, so in your personal life and in your national life, we're going to le use learning where you use the math of God, so to speak, and our why. So there's nothing happened. When nothing's happening, what do you use? Adaptation. You go back and learn what happened. Why? And I won't repeat that again. I'll be more accurate in it. Right. Amen? Yes. All right. Amen. I want you, and I also want you to write down Genesis 26. I wanted to remember the other week to give this to you. And uh, I gave it to a couple other people. And it's, a, it's helpful with your hindsight when you're looking back. It is Genesis, I think it's 25, 26. You can go over it. And there's these places in our lives that we go. And I kind of maybe touched on it a, a week ago. And it talks about Isaac and these places of his life. And it's Isaac. There's these places. And I want you to write down your thing. These are wells. These are illustrations of wells. And the well represents the grace of God. No matter where we're at today, where you're at, where I'm at, we're drinking at a well by God's provision. No matter what situation I'm in, there's still grace is happening in my life for the situation. Right. No matter what the place is called, what the well is placed, I'm getting the water of God. I got grace always. Say grace always. Grace, grace, always. grace always for learning, right? So I'm, I got grace for learning. So I want to give you those names of those places. I might have done it, and if I didn't do it last week, I don't remember, but it's uh, these wells. And one of them was Bear Sheba something. I can't, I'm trying to find it for you. Uh, let me see. I sent it to somebody that I was supposed to send it to this morning. And I thought I wrote it down. Oh, where is it? Where is it? I took a picture of it even. So they could read it. Did you talk about it on... Do you have it? Did I say... Was it Tuesday? Yeah, man, it was Tuesday. It wasn't here. Yes. Genesis you... 24 through 26. Okay, Genesis 24 through 26. What? We know there's a well of grace and provision. What's the definition? Okay, it's beer la re. It's uh, B-E-R-R-B-E-R-L-A-H-I. Okay, okay. The one who sees me. Right, so the one who sees me, right? Yeah. And there's another one. I, I wish I could find it. I wrote them down. What's writing it? Yeah, that's number two. What entity. is that? Uh, it, beside it, I just have the word in it, entity. Okay. And then Essek is the next one. It says, I may not be in the right place. I do have the right grace. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And then Raboth, the space maker. Hmm. And Sheba, well of God, inheritance. Okay. And that's that's it. Okay, so one, I got I found it. It's Beersheba, however you pronounce it, Berlahai, R-O-I, whatever. You can look it up in Genesis. It's the well, the living one, number one, the one who sees me and the one who sees and reveals himself. And that's Genesis 24, 62, 25, 11. 
That's the definition. So you're gonna have you're gonna be in places like that where you're just getting revelation. You're seeing things. Uh, God's seeing you. You're aware that He's caring for you, but you're also seeing things. That's a place, but you're still getting the water of grace. Essek is a place of contention, right? Mm-hmm. So there's still in in that contention, you're still getting God's impartation. Mm-hmm. No matter what situation, you're still getting the impartation, but it's a place of contention, fighting, and quarreling, right? Yeah. It's twenty six twenty one, I think. Setna is is a. It's called the place. Though you have grace, I have grace. I have in that grace. place, that is a place of enmity, hatred, and opposition. So, like, Serge, you were in that place of hatred, opposition, but you were transitioning, right? There was grace. There was a well of water for you. There was impartation for you. There was enlightenment for you. But you were in a, still a place of hostility, right? But then you got out of it, you went to the next well. The next well four is Rehoboth, R-E-H-O-B-O-T-H, Genesis 26, 22, and 23. It means a broad place, a room maker, a space maker, right? So sometimes in your life, when you've been in faithful and little, when you do things in secret, the Lord will reward you openly. All that time you're spending alone, he'll use that to open it up openly, right? And then what he does is in that he sees your faithfulness, your faithfulness that you have on the job, the faithfulness that you're doing between you and him, and then he makes room for you in the next phase of your life. And that means Rehoboth. It means room maker. I'm going to make room for you. I'm going to make space for you because I found you faithful in secret. I found you faithful during the quiet time. I found you faithful under the lousy time. And I'm going to be a space maker, a room maker for you. Promotion doesn't come from the east or the west, David said. It comes from the Lord. I'm going to make space for you. You can't live in this smallness. You got to live in the large. And I appreciate that. In the largeness. So a space maker. Say Rehoboth, right? Genesis 26, 22, and 23. And then number five is Sheba, S-H-E-B-A. And it means this is the place, the well that you're drinking from is a place of an oath, right? A place of inheritance. So in those places, you're always going to find grace. Say, in, in that place, I'll always find grace. So wherever you are, those are just definitions, definers, and locators of our real life. And when we're in the hindsight, God, you know, we look back and we go, I was over here in, in hostility. I was still drinking the well. I was still experiencing you in this way. But now you're moving me to the next, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and these wells don't have to be in order, right? Yeah. They just have to be an experience. Right. Make sense? Yes. All right. I'm good. I'm glad I found that. I wanted to get that to you. I talked to you guys Tuesday, but I didn't remember if I did it here on the Sunday. So, yeah, I'm glad we got that out. So, hindsight's in learning. So, when you're going back in hindsight, that's a time of adapting. Nothing's happening. Time of adapting, learning, writing, and settling, right? Mm-hmm. So, we got to settle some things so we don't repeat some things. Right. So, once we've been enlightened, then we don't repeat it, right? Mm-hmm. That's using wisdom. Say wisdom, right? Wisdom. Yeah. So wisdom is, is, is really important. And it's like wisdom is God, right? In 1 Corinthians 1.30, it's written like, and Jesus was made unto us wisdom. He was made unto us righteousness. That's within us. So wisdom's within us, mm-hmm. right? James, he's a different guy, a different follower. And he would say, if you have to, if you need wisdom, ask of God. He'll give freely. He won't upbraid. He won't correct you. He'll give you the wisdom from above. But Paul's writing is a little more deeper. And he says, the wisdom's in you. Mm. He says, that wisdom's in you already. That's Christ. He is the wisdom of God. Mm. He's the wisdom of God enlightening you, the wisdom of God directing you. Listen within. Yeah. Paul's mindset's a little bit different on the shift from James's, right? 
And so he has kind of a, a more dimensional area than James. James has an idea of outward and then bring it inward. Paul has the reality of inward and bring it outward. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in the two guys' mentality and probably a difference in their growth. Yeah. Probably a difference in their maturation. Probably a difference in how they see the Lord in that. And it doesn't matter. Again, natural things don't get you there. Well, he was the Lord's brother. Yeah, so what? Mm-hmm. Paul wrote it really clearly. No, no man after the flesh. So maybe James knew him after the flesh. That's no account. Right. He said, we don't walk after the flesh. No, no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. And Paul knew him totally after the spirit. Yeah. So James maybe wasn't as mature in that area of mindset. So he asked from God without bring wisdom within. Paul says, I got the wisdom. It's Jesus Christ in me, and I'm going to bring that wisdom without. Make sense? Yes. So as we learn and grow up and train ourselves in learning, we'll listen within, right? Mm-hmm. And we won't, we won't ask, I mean, call down wisdom. No, I don't have to. It's right within me, and that wisdom will enlighten me. It'll direct me. It'll correct me. It'll mm-hmm. instruct me. And it's 24-7. It's always unto victory, right? That in eternal life in you is always unto victory. Matthew 11 says, a smoking furnace, I won't put out. A broken reed, I won't trounce on. But it's judgment unto victory. And there's always a victory behind that with God's reality. The, the overcoming reality of God, he says, to him that overcomes. And the word overcome is where we get the word Nike. Overcomer. It's Nikos in the Greek. It's the word Nikos. Yeah. It means Nikos. I want you to overcome. That's where they got that. You know, hey, Nike, just do it. It's Nikos in the Greek. And so he, he says to him that overcomes, Nikos, I want you to overcome. You were basically, we're not talking hype, we're talking spiritual reality. That you, we were born to overcome. We were, we were born again to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, overcome stuff in our lives. Overcome sin. Overcome Satan. Overcome uh, lack of discernment. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it goes on the whole time. I, I had an earlier, I mean, my back went crazy that week, or this week it was. Mm-hmm. And I had like high pain level. And I started, again, I'm learning Christ. I'm learning reality. I'm learning eternal life, light, love within you to direct you. And so much of the pain uh, changed my sight to my body. The, the pain was, was greater in my mind. And I told Sarah, you know, the whole time I'm, I can't move and I'm looking at the pain, the inner, I, I sense the inner life working me from looking at that to looking at what he's saying within me to climbing me out of that hole. Mm-hmm. And that's the life of God. Until pretty soon, my, my, when, I, when you look at, say you look at the pain, then your mind begins to interpret. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, this must be that. It'll, it'll interpret for you. Then it'll project your future. Mm-hmm. Well, this is probably going to be forever for you. Mm-hmm. And this is why, and this is why. So when you feel the pain in your body, the lie to your mind, your mind starts interpreting, and somebody's telling you that. Yeah. But as the Lord in you, if you just take a minute, take a breath, calmness breeds calmness, I got this, you hear God. If you get calm, you hear God. If you get nervous, you don't. Yeah. But he's speaking anyway. Yeah. But you just get too much in your head. Yeah. Your, your, your thoughts are busy. You're OCD. You're, you, you can't get it straight. But if you just take a breath, calm, and you listen within, he's working me out of the hole. I, t- I was talking to her in the morning. We do the coffee. I said, man, I, I could feel that climb out from my sight here. I'm getting out of the hole. I'm going from pain eyes to enlightened eyes. Mm-hmm. And if I just listen within, I can climb that ladder out because I'm going down. Yeah. By what's feeling in my body, I'm going down what's happening in my mentality, yeah. in my psychology. I'm going down and I'm listening from uh, interpretation of the mind to uh, prognostication of my future. Yeah. And I, I go, and, but inside of me, there's someone called the greater one. Mm. There's, see, these aren't, I hate that scriptures 
like religious preachers give scriptures and they have no meaning. The, everything Paul says there's there's meaning and power in every voice of God. First yeah. Corinthians fourteen. Mm-hmm. So that's what's so hard. As you quote a scripture, it's full of life, power, and meaning. But you heard it so much from religious tradition that it has no meaning. Yeah. So you try to find a different way to articulate it. But the scripture was true and it had meaning. But the 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 immature, the ignorant, the non spiritual man just quoted it without power in it. Yeah. And that's why I hate that. That's why I mean, you know, you can say greater is in me than he is in the world. Yeah, no, really. Yeah. No, really, <laughs> truly. You start growing within, he's going to grow you within, and you will. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to keep growing. I talked to a guy this week, and he was like, maybe I settle for this. I settle for uh, this area with God, and I go on to heaven. I go, man, he's going to work on you and with you till the day you come out of your body and continue. Mm-hmm. So you might as well embrace, endure, and continue. Yeah. Right? Because that's what the Lord's about. He's not about natural life. He's about eternal life. Right. And when you accepted Jesus, you received life, the person, eternal life. That's in you already. That's John's writing, not just going to heaven. Yeah. So that eternal life is going to work out of you and myself, everything that's of sin, Satan, darkness, uh, antichrist spirit, John, First John says, all that. It'll keep working in us. What's it going to work on us? Unto victory. Mm-hmm. Every time. What's it going to work in us? Unto his likeness and image. Yes. What's it going to work in us? Fruitfulness. Sanity, a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge area for most all of us and what's going on in society. In 1 Corinthians 13, 11, he goes, Paul goes, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I had a mindset like a child. But my mindset's changing. Your mindset's growing. Mm-hmm. I'm not no longer, I don't think like I used to think. I think bigger. I think more dimensional. Yeah. Because why? The internal life stretched me. Mm-hmm. And every test that I had, it stretched me. Mm-hmm. Right? We, people will quote, have your mind renewed. Well, yeah, I get it, but it had meaning to it. Yeah. The renewing is by experiencing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go through it, then your mind's renewed. Not some religious uh, bread box. Well, have your mind renewed. Read your Bible every yes. day. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I know the people that say read your Bible every day. And I met them 20 years ago, and they, they're the same today. No, renewing mind is going through things and learning Jesus in them. Mm-hmm. And then you have something to say because you had experienced something. That's right. And so wherever things were hard on your life, it says where sin abounded, grace abounds. Whatever was most difficult becomes revealed most easy. Yes. That's just the law of God. Mm-hmm. So we have learning, right? That's the whole thing with the Lord. We're learning Him. We're learning life, right? Yes. And where was I going with that? I was going somewhere. Unto victory. I don't even know where I was going, but I will find out. So here, here's the thing I want you to write down. So Ephesians 3.15. And we're talking about wisdom. That's where I was at. And I, I think I want you to go there later, 1 Corinthians 2. And uh, I want you to look at it on your own. And I think it's 2.6. And, it, and Paul talks about this wisdom. In 1 Corinthians 1.30, he says that, that's what I was saying. Jesus has made unto us wisdom. So that wisdom's within you. Say, that wisdom's within yeah, me. Wisdom. Because Christ is within me. I'm not without light. I'm not without love. I'm not without truth. Right? right? I have that in me. I have to shut my mind down to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in the second chapter of, of that Corinthians, he talks about, uh, he uses a verse, and I think it might be the 10th verse, but you guys read the whole thing. And he goes, uh, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, right? So I, our eyes, just naturally, our eyes can only see so far. Yeah. We, our ears hear farther than we see, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you get older, you get like giant ears. <laughs> And you keep growing, you become like a mouse. Right? <laughs> but your, your ears hear farther than your eyes see. 
right? And then he says this next one, which is outstanding. He goes, and your heart's able to com uh, comprehend things way bigger than your ears can hear and your eyes can see. Mm -hmm. it, it, he writes it that way. Yeah. And then maybe we go there. It's, it's that good and it's that rich. And Paul's understanding is amazing in that. Mm -hmm. So keep your finger in Isaiah, but let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And remember 1 3 or 1 30. Look at it in context. We want the spirit of the writer. We don't want just the knowledge of a Bible. Yeah. We want the spirit of a writer, man. That this guy, we grow in this and, and uh and we and we love the Lord and the growth in it. Because it's the more there's maturing in our lives, the more there's liberty in our lives. The more that we're growing and our minds are being affected by the Lord and not thinking childish anymore, the more free, sound, and at peace we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 1 Corinthians, and you look at it later on that 130 is one of the verses that he's made unto us wisdom and i want i want to go off that platform because we need wisdom in these hours and then unto the yeah it says but unto him verse 30 of chapter one but about of him are you in christ and i want you to circle that how am i in christ but of him i got there by him yeah right i didn't you know when you're when you're in religion they'll say you went and found the lord or no no he found you before you, you were born yeah he was looking for you. He, he was the one that chose you. You know, and that's what Ephesians, uh, the writings of Paul are. He chose you. You didn't choose him. Mm -hmm. He was the initiator first. Yes. He selected you. You look back in your life and you go, I could have went a bunch of directions. Yeah. And I even tried to, but he chose me. He selected me before the foundation of the world and in my experience on the earth. Right? Yes. And if he chose you, he's not going to let go of you. That's right. It's, all, it's forever. No matter how much, no matter what well you're at, and uh, there's grace, no matter what you're going through, He chose you. You're going to go through it. Say through it. Yes, and you're going to grow in it. Say grow in it. Grow in it. And like I said, maturity brings liberty. Mm -hmm. And it gets you out of difficulties. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the mindsets that we have, and that life of the Lord takes land in our heads. Yes. Right? When we used to be react, we'd react, <clears throat> now we respond. Mm -hmm. when, when, my, when I had a mind, if you have a mindset... Uh, when you're in the middle, like I was talking to Noah about, if you, uh, uh, what did I say, uh, overwhelming, it was concerning. Yeah, concerning. I say, yeah. it's okay to be concerned, Noah. Concerning, it, it leads to responsibility. Concerned is responsible. But you cross that line in your head over into anxiety, overwhelming, fear, that'll freeze you. Right. right? And, so, and so what happens is he, he goes through the practice of that. Right. He, he sees, you know, his mom corrects him, say, hey, don't don't go down that alley. Don't go down that walkway. Don't go down. That. I got it. OK, I got it. Then he sees the distinction. He takes a breath. I got to go to the classroom. Am I overwhelmed or am I concerned? I'm overwhelmed. Let me get back in that vein. I see the distinction. Mm -hmm. And then he has practice in it. Mm -hmm. The responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like he played a football game yesterday. And he grew. He grew from a month ago. Mm -hmm. He if before, if he got blasted and something bad happened to him, he'd want to like faint or quit but now he's like boom i got blasted i'm back up again that's right that's growth yeah that's maturity that's that's a freedom in his mind that's right. if he lived a month ago in that small place what we talk about rehoboth room maker the place is too small for you i'm gonna grow you up so when you get hit you're not gonna tear up when you get hit now you smile and go i, I grew up yeah i got this i'm doing better that's encouraging i got grass stains on my butt <laughs> but I'm doing better. Right. My mindset changed. Right. And eventually everything else starts changing. Well, that's right. And that's growth and that's success, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the way, he said, it's of him that we are in Christ in verse 30. 
is and he goes like this, and he says, Who of God is made unto us, say made, made. wisdom, right? Remember James, wisdom come from above. Paul, wisdom's within you, it's Jesus. The, he's made unto us wisdom and what? Righteousness, sanctification and redemption. And that's according to it is written. And he, has, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. So we got nothing to be proud of. It's that you said yes to Jesus, he got in your life, and he's going to work himself out of your life and help other people as well along the way, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's in the second chapter, you read it, but I want to go to, I think it's 10, yeah, 7, maybe I'll start down there, 7, 2, two about wisdom. Uh, 9, it starts, I see. Okay, let's go higher. I like kind of like it here. Yeah. Okay, so let's start in uh, 4. I'm just going to Cadillac around in here. And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, plausible words of wisdom. But they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. A proof by the Spirit and the power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds. Say stirring in the minds, right? The minds. See, the Holy Spirit's influence stirs our minds, yes. corrects our thinking, renews us by learning, right? Mm -hmm. Stirs our minds and, our, and, and my hearers the most holy emotions, right? Affects our emotions correctly. Mm. Thus persuading themselves, but thus persuading them. So that you that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, human philosophy, right? But in the power of God. And yet when we're among the full-grown, spiritually mature Christians who are right and understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom. Say a higher wisdom. A higher wisdom. Right? Say, see, even philosophy is not a, a higher wisdom. The wisdom of God is dimensional. Yeah. And when you read in Ephesians 3.15, write it down for your prayer life. He said, I bow my knee to the Father, right? That he would strengthen you with might and power in your inner man. And he says that in Ephesians 3.15, right? And he goes, and he, he tells you about it. And then 19, he goes, and that you might know his presence. It's dimensional. It's greater. It's bigger. It's expanding you, right? Yeah. And so when you, you're going to be strengthened by the Father with might. And he goes, so you might comprehend. You can grasp this stuff. It's not just some intangible mystery. It's a reality in my life. I sense it, and I'm going to begin to see it. Right? It's not intangible. Everything in God's reality, the Word becomes flesh and dwells among us. Everything goes from uh, encouraging, confirming, to establishing. Even Isaiah, you write it down, the way of God. He goes, your thoughts are above my thoughts. Those thoughts will now become ways of God. And he goes, and then they'll become words in my heart. From God and those words that come out of your mouth will be established in the earth Amen. so it becomes thoughts to us becomes ways to us of God and it becomes a words that we can communicate and it'll be established yes that's the Isaiah principle right yes. so everything in our life will be established so what you heard a week ago a month ago and you go I'm not I'm not sure right is this God or is not God you write and journal it it's encouraging like I told you before but now it's confirming and in my own life it's happening and if you see that, you have a strength of faith for the next. Yes. Because it really happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't just get this empty promise in an empty head and no reality. No. Right. That's religion. Mm -hmm. This is real. It happened. And I look back today, and what happens is it causes you to give thanks to God. Mm -hmm. Much gratitude. You're like, I thought I'd never get out of this. Right. Thinking, this way of living, this emotion. This, I thought I'd never get out of it. I thought I could never grow in this. Mm -hmm. But now you're here. Yeah. Right? John 1, 12 principle. But as many as receive them, to them gave you the power to become that thing. You get the power to become that. But as many as receive them, to them gave you the power to become sons, daughters. Mm -hmm. Right? We're becoming that. Say, I'm becoming that. I'm becoming that. Cherish that. So, you know, 
the way that God strengthens you within it, is through your meditation. Um, you're looking into hindsight, impartation, right? Mm -hmm. Insight, impartation. I don't know so much about foresight. I kind of, I don't push the gas on that as much because I want to have more evidence, right? Mm -hmm. And I want you to know it's okay in your life and your mindset to ask questions, mm -hmm. right? Uh, people, you got to ask questions to grow, yeah. right? The mindset with, with the Lord Jesus is he did not correct the asking of questions. He corrected the, the questions with excuses. Mm. But if you're sincerely asking questions, do it. Yeah. Like Nathaniel's your pattern, write it down. Uh, John, Gospel John 1, 51. Nathaniel, the Lord, he asked questions. And they, they, I think it was, I don't know who it was, the other disciples go, hey, come and see this guy, Nathaniel. He came out of here. He's this. He's that. And Nathaniel goes like, I got a heart after God. We'll see. And then he asked the Lord questions. And the Lord goes, hey, I like you, man. You're a man that asks questions without guile. You're just being honest. You, you want to know. And your if is a question because when we have if, ifs in our life, it's, it's for it because we don't have confidence, a surety, and there's some insecurity. Right. So we go if, right? And so he goes, okay, you, did, you asked that, and now here's your answer. No more excuses, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get like, so say Peter, uh, Matthew, write it down as an idea for your own life. I tell the Lord every time I'm experiencing something, I say, I'm taking the ifs out of my life. I'm taking that if out. It's not if, it's, it is or it isn't. Yeah. But I'm in a phase sometimes where I, it is if, yeah. right? But once I, if I ask the if sincerely, meaningfully, and, I, and, and wanting the adapting and changing, then he's going to answer me. Yeah. And he'll take the if out of me. Right, mm -hmm. Peter had the if right. He's like Matthew fourteen. There's a, the Lord leaves and he goes up and he's like uh, in a boat and it begins to be a storm and he goes, if that's you, Lord, if that's you, is it? If that's you, or is that a ghost? If that's you, is that a phantom? Mm -hmm. If that's you, I'm not sure. And you could do that. Ask the if. But once after he says no, it's me. I'm bidding you to come. Come on, walk in the water. Keep looking at me. And that's what, then the if has to leave. Yeah. So the if will leave in our lives and our mindsets. Once we see, hey, once we, we've asked, and now there's no more excuse. Yeah. Once we know, say no. No. By light, love, <coughs> truth, now we got responsibility. Once we ask, say ask. Yes. Right? I'm asking, is this you or is this not you? Is this a phantom? Is this a ghost? Is this a fake thing? Is this a religious thing? Is this my imagination? No. Now I got a decision to make right? Mm. Then the ifs out of my life, right? right? So he goes, if this is you, bid me to come. All right. Uh, it's me. No more, no more, no more excuses. Now let's get the if out of your life. Yeah. So once you discern it, once you know it, the if, get the if out of your life. So tell your person in here, get the if out of your life. Get the if out of your life. Get the if out of your life. Once you've seen it, once you've known it, once you've asked it and you, it's answered to you, there's no more uh, insurity, insecurity. It's yes or no. Yes. And now I can pull the trigger and move forward. And so Peter, and it's going to happen in your life and my life. These are just illustrations. Is this you? Are you a ghost? Am I, is this a head trip, a fantasy, imagination, a religious fantasy? Or is this, no, it's me. No more ghost. Okay. Bid me to come. Okay. You're asking me to come. All right. Now that's the hard part where we get. So no more ifs, no more excuses. Now we got to put on our big boy pants, right? right. So and that's usually in the middle of the storm. Yeah. And the boat is going to rock when you stand up. If you stay seated in your life, all your life, and you hear from the God constantly, constantly, 
you're not going anywhere, there's no shaking. As soon as you get up, you're going to be moving in the storm. It's going to get harder before it gets easier. And you mark that down in your life. Mm -hmm. But what he said is more true than, than what's going outside of you. Right. So when he says it's you, okay, no excuses, but the boat's rocking. I can't get up. No, take the if out. Right now, you're pulling the trigger. You saw it. The boat's rocking. He said, "While it's rocking, say while it's rocking, step out of the boat." Now you're going to start walking, mm -hmm. right? right? While it's rocking, you're going to start walking. Why? Because you have that sense of security, reality, and you got your question answered. So it's no more if. Yes. Now I'm walking, right? And as long as I'm looking at him, right, I start to look like him. That's right. If I keep looking at what he said, and, and it's going from confirming to establishing, no matter if the boat was rocking, no matter if the sea is swelling, I keep looking, right? I look like him by looking at him. Mm -hmm. What Peter looked just like Jesus. You can't tell the difference. From the shore, you look at two men that are doing a miraculous thing. Mm -hmm. And that's for our lives. Mm -hmm. You get out of the rocking water, you start walking, you're looking at him and not looking at, what, like I said, my pain mm -hmm. that day. I start looking at him. My mind, I'm, I have a, a, a enlightened eyes, not painful eyes. Right. No, nothing seemed to change in my body. It changed in my mentality. Yeah. And I'm walking and I'm looking like him instead of looking all down and out. Mm -hmm. So keep your gaze straight, right? It keeps your mind's eye single. Keep walking on the water. Keep experiencing things that you would never experience by that. Yes. So that's not religious fantasy. That's your experience in your reality. That's right. right? Yes. What happens with the next thing? His mindset, right? As he's looking at him, he looks like him. As he's looking at him, he's doing what he did. He's doing the impossible things. So are we. Mm -hmm. Your pain is louder. If you're a natural man, you're going to succumb to it. You're going to walk around with a cane in a wheelchair. <laughs> See, that's how me. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm against it. That's right. Right? right. Mm -hmm. Though that can prognosticate to you, though that can say, hey, that's you or that's your future. No, it's not. Because the greater one inside of you, that eternal thing, that unction, you want to call it, that, that thing that's pushing you, take your eyes off of that. Look at this. And that's not denying it, but I'm going to change this. Change your mindset first. Then I'm going to get you to walk. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's what you do. And that's the growth. And that's the illumination. So, but when he started changing his gaze is when he started sinking. Right. And this is the cool thing with the Lord. He said to Peter, after he sunk, and this is the so reality of sovereignty, you just go for it, man. Once you ask the question, once it's settled with finality, and you're walking, and you're going, man, I'm doing, going further than I ever have, as long as I'm looking at this and looking at the right mindset that you gave me, and then you, if you have the temptation, which you will, to think again, to come off the high place, to come down lower, to think way low. Oh, what, what about this? You can start to sink. But the cool thing is, even if you sink, sovereignty reality is said, hey, give me your hand. Get back up here again. So if you, if you sink down, he, he's going to get you off that ground. You sink down, I'm going to pull you back up. That's right. And we're, let's, keep, let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it again, right? Somebody told me in, in somewhere, I don't remember where it was, some an, some bug or some animal has like an eight second memory, so if it does, so I can't remember what it was. I don't know, but it was like, or, or I don't remember what it was. I, I'll get the story to you next week. I can't remember who told me, but it's eight seconds and it forgets. Eight seconds and it forgets, and that's what, what we need to do. Yeah. Is forget maybe less than eight seconds, but forget. <laughs> I, I sank. Sovereignty's reality pulled me back up and said, "Let's do it again. Mm -hmm. Let's keep walking. Let's go forward." And you can count on that. 
in your life's experience, right? So you go forward on that. He pulls him up and then he corrects it. And that's what he does in us. I told Sarah, I so believe in this eternal life within through all the years, that's almost 40 years, that you really can't lose. You just grow. You could choose not to even listen and it still will haunt you. Yeah. You could choose to rebel and he'll still teach you and learn, learn him in you. Mm-hmm. No matter what, that life never gives up life on your life. That's right. It's eternal. Mm-hmm. It's real. And that thing will work in you, correcting you, right? So after he does that, the eternal life, Jesus the person says, okay, now that I got you back in your high stance and walk with me, why did you doubt? Yeah. And he asked him his why. Like he asked us his why. Why did you think a second time? Why did you, uh, I think it's diachrono, think again? Why did you repeat that thought? Right? We didn't have to. See, I didn't have to. I didn't have to. So once I discern it, once I know it, once I'm out of the rocking and the storm and walking, I'm not thinking again. That's the Mark 11 part. And will not doubt. Once your mind gets impacted and enlarged from your intuition's enlightenment, the next step out, right, is your will. Mm-hmm. The strength of your volition. Yes. Once there's, uh, uh, your intuition kicks in, your mind cooperates, then there's that place mm-hmm. of your will's volition. And that's why Jesus goes, you want the happenings of God? Believe what he said that's happening. It's already happening because it is happening. And will not doubt, and will not doubt, and will not doubt. Now your will, your volition's in the perfect position in an agreement with your intuition and your mind's re- rebellions. <laughs> Everything's flowing now, right? Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yes. Uh, make faith? Yes. Cool. I, I never got back to Isaiah, but I want you to write those down and go over those scriptures in 1 Corinthians, right? So I'm going to finish it up with this. But it is written, this is verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 2. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard. Remember the seeing and the hearing, right? Mm-hmm. Neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God, right? Yeah. For what man knows the things of a man, suffer the Spirit of that man which is in him. And even the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Now, say now. now, we have, say have, have, past tense, receive, not the spirit of the world, philosophy, politicians, but the spirit which is of God, yeah. that we might know, say no, no. intuition, discerning, life-giving, the things that are freely given to us of God, yes. which things we will also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but what the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. But the natural man, he won't receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they're foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, say know them, because they are spiritually discerned, right? Yeah, right. And so that's it. We'll get into these another time. And one of the key words is, in verse 9 in the Revised Standard, it says, of our heart, the things that come forth from our heart. I love that translation because it's different. It means that's that part of life that comes forth out of you. Yeah. That's where God speaks to you. Mm -hmm. It's the things that come forth out of you. It's the things that he put in you in this chapter that were a mystery to you once, but all of a sudden now they're starting to come out of you. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, where, that's where really faith is. Yeah. Faith comes without of you. There's no reason for anyone to say, Lord, give me more faith. Right. The disciples tried that and they corrected it. He goes, no, you got Paul's revelation in Romans. You got a measure of faith. And even in Luke, 
the Lord said, you don't need no more faith. You have a faith of a seed already in you. Yeah. The kingdom of God's within you. You don't need more faith. you got a measure of faith for the journey you're on. And it's going to come forth where? Without, with within you. And what is said within you, that's faith's reality. That's the substance that will get you to your next phase. Mm-hmm. So pay attention to it, right? Yes. Awareness. Write the vision. Make it clear. And then believe that. You want to honor God? Believing is honoring God. Yeah. Once I see it, I want to honor Him. Automatically, that faith's reality, I want to honor you with that. How do I honor you with you? Believe, believing is honoring if I'm believing you, I'm honoring you. Right. Yeah, and we both go places, me and God, right? You and God, right? Yeah. Make sense? Yes. All right, so Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for what you've done here. I thank you. You take every fragment, every piece yes. with that has your life and presence that makes faith in us, makes sense to us, and causes your reality in us. And we glorify you today with much gratitude for speaking into us and, and the realities of the mysteries that aren't mysteries anymore because our hearts are able to comprehend it because you're working it in us. You strengthen us with might in the inner man that we're able to comprehend yes. and able to learn you dimensionally, spiritually, and really. Yes. So glorify the house of your glory, all of us. And we believe you, everything that you said to us. Yes. Not a written letter, not a theology, not a doctrinal empty but the reality of Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yes. And we thank you for the mystery. We thank you for your unfailing love. We thank you for your unbreakable promises and your irrevocable gifts in hand upon our lives. We thank you this morning and we glorify you and we give you thanks. Will you just give him thanks in yes. Jesus' name? Yes. Amen. Amen.